Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness Podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex yo yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. What is up, my ladies and gentlemen? Yes, we have gentlemen here as well. Most of my clients are women, but I will say I absolutely love it when my clients or my audience also pulls in their men counterparts. I have been talking, obviously, to Eric about macros for years now, and it wasn't until he had a friend who was like, let's get into shape, <laughs> that he all of a sudden was like, hey, uh, I know you talk about protein a lot, and I know you talk about macros, like, maybe, maybe I should try it. I'm like, Y'all have to come to it on your own time, but <laughs> he saw such great results. So to kind of give you a little update there, my husband, Eric, he turned 40 in July and we got married April, 2022. And that year after marriage, um, you know, he was really busy with work and he, all of a sudden, you know, we get to our year anniversary, we go to Europe he took his wedding tux. We had a, a friend's wedding in Europe and he put it on without trying it on. And it just love you, Eric. I don't mean this in any bad way, but it just wouldn't fit like it used to. So that was his little wake up call as to, okay, you know what? My 40th birthday is two months away. I want to get in like the best shape possible. So he really honed in on his macros. He started strength training. He got a personal trainer for twice a week. Now he does a personal trainer once a week. He tracked macros for a good two months up until his birthday. And then after that, he felt like, wow, I really know how to build meals for me, which is ultimately my goal for all of my clients is not having to track forever, but having the understanding of how to build proper balanced meals to help regulate blood sugar, for lasting energy, satiety, and ultimately to help build meals that are going to promote your overall body composition goals. I know there are so many goals that we have from aesthetic goals to just overall health to just feeling good and having high energy. And all of those can be accomplished by understanding how to build out meals that are going to support that, as well as how to think about balance throughout your day. There's no all or nothing mindset around food. We don't need to have this black and white thinking around food. And so it was really exciting to see Eric come to realize all of that and implement very, very small changes to his day-to-day, -day, specifically with his nutrition, but outside of nutrition as well, to really help him completely transform his body. I have posted his photos on my Instagram um, in my stories because 
it is crazy how much he has changed in a short period of time just by making these small, small changes. So all of that to say, I absolutely love when I see my ladies full in their men counterparts to find more balance with food and ultimately achieve these lasting results. So this episode, I'm very excited about. It is part five of my five-part series diving into all of the different macro phases. So the first episode in the series, we covered what all of the different macro phases are. In the second episode, we covered what maintenance is, everything about maintenance. In the third episode, we dove into the calorie deficit. And last week, we covered the reverse diet. So I really recommend listening to all of these episodes because they're going to give you a really in-depth understanding of how to navigate through the different phases, what you can expect in the different phases, what the different goals are for the different phases. So today we are going to be talking about the final phase, which not everyone will enter, but I really encourage anyone to enter this phase if your goal is to build muscle. And I know it can be really scary. Never in my life did I think that I would be entering this phase, but it was one of the best things I did. And I'll talk about my experience in this episode as well. So in today's episode, we are diving into the surplus phase, the calorie surplus, often called a build or a bulk phase. I don't particularly like the term bulk because I think there's such a negative connotation and women don't want to get bulky. So I like to use the term build phase or simply just call it a calorie surplus. But a build phase is really where we want to be in order to build muscle more efficiently. So we'll dive into all of that in today's episode and as well as, you know, how to actually implement a surplus what you can expect in a surplus, how long to be there, and all of that jazz. So without further ado, let's dive right on in. So what is a calorie surplus? A calorie surplus is a strategic phase in your macro journey, or it doesn't necessarily even have to be with macros, but I do recommend that you are being cognizant of your macro intake because that will determine if you're building more fat versus muscle throughout this phase. And really the goal is, I'm jumping the gun here. The goal of this phase is really to build muscle. But this is a strategic phase in your journey where you will be consuming more calories than you're expending per day. What I mean by that is you're going to be eating more than you're burning in a day. And I know that sounds completely wild, especially for women in our society. Why would we do that? But this is in an effort to build muscle mass at a more efficient rate. It is very, very possible that you can build muscle while at maintenance, but it is a very slow process. And by slow, I mean years. So if you are trying to build muscle at maintenance, you absolutely can, but just expect it to take far longer than you probably anticipate. It's not going to be, oh, I spent six months at maintenance, I built all this muscle, now let me go back into a calorie deficit. You're really not going to build too much muscle in that short of a time frame when you're at maintenance. Now, I like to caveat that by saying each individual is so unique, it's going to also depend on your experience with strength training. And if you're somebody who's more 
novice and intermediate, maybe you will build muscle at a quicker rate at maintenance because of the muscle stimulus and it's a little, you know, newer for you versus somebody who's more seasoned in strength training. It might be a little bit more challenging for them to build muscle at maintenance because the more muscle that you build, you're going to hit these training plateaus. And to kind of push past those, A, you have to lift heavier. And oftentimes that requires an energy input. So energy in the form of calories. So all of that to say, you absolutely can build muscle at maintenance, but it's a very slow process. So if your goal is to build muscle more quickly, then I would recommend exploring a surplus. That might be a phase that you want to consider entering. Now, my experience with a surplus, I have now entered two different surpluses, and I'm kind of unintentionally in one right now, mainly because of my hormone journey. So right now, I am really just trying to get more consistent with my cycle and that may mean that I need to increase my body fat percentage. Yes, I know for a lot of women, that's not ideal, but right now my priority is getting consistent with my cycle and conceiving. So if that means putting on a little bit more body fat, that means putting on more body fat. And I know in the future, I can reduce that body fat because I know how to navigate in and out of these different phases. So with all that said, previously in my surpluses, I had entered those surpluses The first one, mainly as a test and as a way to gain knowledge to better support and help my clients. The second time I entered a surplus, I was really, really focused on building muscle. Not to say I wasn't in the first one. I definitely was in the first one too. That first one was more exploratory. Second one was as well, but I had a better understanding of how my body would react to a surplus that I was able to be a bit more strategic in that second surplus. A lot of learning opportunities came from both of those, but really my second surplus was a result of the lack of definition I saw after my previous calorie deficit. So I went into a calorie deficit before my wedding Before that calorie deficit, I was in a surplus. I was in that surplus for about five months and then went into the calorie deficit to have enough time before my wedding. I reverse dieted before my wedding because homegirl was going on her honeymoon and wanted to enjoy all the food and didn't want to worry about weight fluctuations. So reverse dieted, went on my honeymoon, came back, spent a little bit of time at maintenance. And that's when I realized, you know what? Sure, I dropped body fat in my calorie deficit, but I didn't really see the definition that I wanted to see. And that's because you have to build the muscle. You have to build the muscle to then expose it to expose that lean physique. So my next goal was, hey, we're going to reenter a calorie surplus, but we're going to spend six months there. We're going to make sure that we're really focusing on progressive overload and we are making sure that we are eating appropriately and consistently and prioritizing protein, my protein goal every single day, and then manipulating carbs primarily. But I was kind of taking this hybrid approach where I tracked some days and then other days I just knew how to intuitively eat to my surplus macros. 
So it wasn't a full on tracking surplus, but I was able to really build a lot of muscle during this time. So to kind of resummarize what I just said between my two surpluses that I've done so far, first surplus was really a learning opportunity. I got extremely uncomfortable in my body. And there were so many times where I was like, why am I doing this? I just want to go right back into a deficit because we are so custom to want to just be this smaller version of ourselves. But I knew my long-term goal, which was to build muscle. And I knew that it was this goal to look more lean for my wedding. Second surplus was a result of the last deficit, not seeing the amount of muscle definition that I wanted to see. So then I decided to go back into a surplus to build some additional muscle for six months, followed by a calorie deficit. And at the end of that calorie deficit, as I reverse dieted back up, that's where I really saw, okay, this worked. You know, the surplus itself is a finite period of time with a very specific goal just to build that muscle. It does not mean that you are going to feel fluffy or feel uncomfortable in your clothes forever. No, you go into this dieting phase, which this is a dieting phase. You go into this phase with a goal of building muscle, which brings me to who I don't recommend a surplus for. I think this is really important too, because If you really want to build muscle, but you fall into these categories, it might not be the best time for you to enter a surplus. Number one is if you already don't have a comfortable relationship with your body, a surplus is only going to exacerbate that. And I'm wanting to be honest because you will gain some body fat when you're in a surplus. When you're in a surplus, yes, the goal is to build muscle and you can absolutely do that, which we're going to dive into how to do that and how to know that you're building muscle, but you will also build some body fat. And that is because you're eating more than you're burning per day. It is expected to build a little bit of body fat throughout this time as well. So if you want to build muscle, but don't want to gain body fat, then what I recommend doing is spending couple years at maintenance, really spend time at maintenance and focus on progressive overload, focus on lifting heavier over time. If at maintenance, you are getting really stuck with a specific weight, let's say you're doing bicep curls or lat pull downs and you a couple months go by and you're like, I cannot increase any more weight. Then you might want to increase your calories a little bit and see how that helps more often than not, that will be the change you need to push past these strength plateaus. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, Worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. 
head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. So if you don't want to build body fat, then you just can expect to be in a very, very, very long maintenance phase. If you're okay with gaining a little bit of body fat, knowing that this is temporary, that there is this overarching goal, then go into a surplus, girl. But I do really, really, really want to emphasize that if you are not already comfortable in your body, if you don't have a good relationship with your body, I don't recommend going into a surplus potentially at this time because it could actually do more mental harm than good at this time. Also, I don't recommend a surplus if you plan to only use it as an excuse to eat more, but not strategically. If you think like, oh, I'm going to go into a surplus so I can eat, you know, all of this food, but you aren't really tracking it or you're not really following your plan, even though, like I said, I wasn't necessarily tracking every single day, I knew how to eat for my, like towards my macros. So I was able to more mindfully eat accordingly within my surplus. But if you are like, yeah, I'm probably going to use this phase just to eat more, but I'm not going to be strategic with it, then I wouldn't recommend a surplus. And last but not least, if you're not accompanying a surplus with strength training, specifically progressive overload training to build muscle, then I don't recommend you enter a surplus. The fact in and of itself of you eating more calories will not necessarily build more muscle. Now, I actually just listened to a Huberman podcast where they dove into, it was with um, Dr. Andy Galpin, who is absolutely incredible. And he dove into, actually, there's some research that does show if you are just eating protein in and of itself, it can increase muscle mass without strength training. However, it's very, very, very minute. So that's why we also want to be sure that we are accompanying our programming, our diet with progressive overload to build muscle in a surplus. Now, when you're in a surplus, it is very important that you are accompanying strength training so that a lot of that energy that you're putting in and a lot of the calories that you're consuming are being put to building muscle versus fat. So pairing your surplus with a progressive overload program where you're lifting heavier weights over time is going to be very, very, very important in your surplus. And I don't recommend a surplus for you if you do not also plan to strength train. If you don't plan to strength train, you can bet that you're just going to put on some additional body fat, not actually building muscle. All right, let's jump into the details of a surplus because I know that's why you're here. If you've listened to this far, you're definitely interested in what a surplus can do for your body. So how can you implement a surplus? There are quite a few studies out there. A lot of coaches will take somewhat of a different approach, but you can implement an increase in your calories anywhere from 5% up to about 15%. So what that means is that you take your maintenance numbers and you increase it 5% of those calories. Now, 
you want to increase mainly in the form of carbohydrates. You don't really touch your protein. You're, you can manipulate your fat a little bit, but really we want your increase in calories to be mainly carbohydrates because that is our primary energy source. And that's where we're going to be able to push harder in our workouts. So if you are listening, you can kind of put together that we're fueling our body to support our strength training. And in turn, that's how we're going to build muscle. So it's really this process of increasing energy in the body through carbohydrates, increasing our strength through progressive overload, thus building muscle. So it's kind of this pattern of energy, muscle, energy, muscle. So when it comes down to increasing your calories, I typically like to start in a more conservative increase. So starting more at that 5%, you can go up to 10%. You can even go up to 15%, but there are some more recent studies that are showing that there's really no difference in muscle development between the 5% increase category and the 15% increase category. So like I said, there's been a recent study that kind of looked at these two different groups. One group was implementing a 5% increase and the second group implemented a 15% increase. Now, when they compared after six weeks, the muscle definition in each of these groups there really was no different in muscle definition. They each had developed a bit more muscle. There was no difference in terms of the 15% category building more muscle than the 5%, which I think if you're thinking about increasing 10 to 15%, you're hoping that you're going to build muscle more quickly. This study showed that that actually didn't occur, but I do have some concerns about the study, which I'll mention in just a second. But the difference that they did see between these two groups is that the 15% increased calorie group did increase body fat more than the 5%, which kind of goes to show that you're really kind of plateauing that muscle definition at a certain caloric intake and then expediting fat gain as you increase your caloric amount. So The problem that I have with this study is that it was only looking at a six-week period. So it's a really short window of time to look at muscle development. If you remember, muscle takes a long, long time to build. And yes, when we're in a surplus, it can expedite that process, which I'll get into how long I recommend being in a surplus. But my little tick with this study is that it's only looking at a six-week period. So If the study was looking at a six-month period, maybe you'd see a difference in muscle development between the two categories. We just don't have that data. So if you are looking at this data, take it with a grain of salt. I kind of take it with a grain of salt. I will start more on the conservative end in a surplus and then assess how the body is doing of that individual before increasing any further. But... Again, going back to how to increase in a surplus, you're going to want to increase in the form of carbohydrates primarily. And if you're in a deficit right now and you're thinking like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing, you'll quickly learn how hard it is to eat that many carbs. So I've created a carb cheat sheet for you. 
You can find it down in my show notes. Just scroll on down and click the link for the show notes of this episode, and then you'll find the link to download the cheat sheet. But essentially, I've built out a cheat sheet of carbs for you. I really like to focus on whole food carbs. Those are going to be most complex, provide lasting energy So versus processed carbs or more refined carbs. So I've built out a little cheat sheet for you because I want to make sure that you succeed as best as possible in your surplus. So again, you can head down and grab that. But how long should you actually be in a surplus? I mentioned that this study was a very short window of time. I would recommend at least six months in a surplus. Again, it's because muscle takes time. You can be in a surplus as long as you'd like. There's no cap like a calorie deficit because you're not restricting energy. So you can be in a calorie surplus as long as feels comfortable for you, but I would recommend a minimum of six months and really dedicate that time to building muscle in the surplus. This period and phase is just as important as any other phase. It's not your excuse just to eat whatever you want. You still need to be very strategic about your protein, your carbs, and your fat intake. So what can you expect in this phase? I think this is is really important to hone in on. You can expect a couple things. One, you can absolutely expect to gain some body fat. So it's very, very, very normal to build body fat during this time. It's also, I mean, it's expected to build body fat during this phase. What you are wanting to be looking for is about a 1% gain in body weight each month. So if your body weight is increasing by 1% each month, that's right on track. Now, how do you know if you are building muscle or gaining fat at a more rapid pace? We'll dive into that too. But if we're breaking down that body weight gain, you can expect anywhere from about a 0.4 to 1 pound of muscle gain per month when you're in a calorie surplus. So how do we know if we're building muscle or getting fat more quickly? Number one is if you are able to lift heavier over time, tell tail sign that you are building muscle. There's no way that you can increase your weight if you aren't, and by weight, I mean the weights that you're using at the gym. There's no way that you can increase your weight if you're not increasing your strength, aka muscle. So if you are increasing and if you're progressing through your strength training program, you are 100% building muscle. So that's the best way to really gauge. You can also take photos. Now, this is going to be a much slower process, but if you are effectively building muscle, you'll be able to see that definition over time, especially again, because we're spending ample amount of time in this phase. Over that six-month period, you should really be able to see the difference in definition. Now, yes, you'll also see fat gain during this time as well. As long as you can see some muscle definition, that's a sign as well that you're building muscle. And last but not least, you can go get a scan, like a professional scan, like a DEXA scan. There are the in-body scans. There's the float scans. So there are different scans that you can also do to actually get like the most precise percentage of body fat, muscle percentage. So you can use that as well. I did that for my second surplus. I took a DEXA scan at the start of my surplus. I took a DEXA scan 
at the end of my surplus. And then I took another DEXA scan at the end of my calorie deficit to see how much muscle mass I had built. I also saw how much fat I had acquired. And then after the deficit, I was able to see how much muscle mass I was able to maintain and then how much fat I was able to reduce. I was very, very happy with those results. So you can also go and search for a DEXA scan or you know a scan in your community. Some gyms will have the in-body scanner. I know our gym has the in-body scan. So if you go to a gym, you can also ask them if they have or know of anywhere to get any of those scans done if that is of interest for you. Now, last but not least, what do you do after a calorie surplus? You spent at least six months there, if not longer, you've built some muscle. Typically, we want to go into a calorie deficit. And this is to reduce the body fat that was gained throughout your surplus. Now, sometimes I actually like to just go back to maintenance first for about two weeks to see how your body's responding just by going back to maintenance. What can happen is as you build more muscle, you can increase your BMR, your basal metabolic rate, which is the number of calories that you're burning just by living. So as you increase your muscle mass, your BMR will increase. This is a great, I don't even want to say problem. It's not a problem at all. This is a great thing uh, to happen to your body. And so you might actually realize like, wow, my at my maintenance, I'm actually losing a little bit of weight. So you might actually not need to cut back your calories as steep in your deficit if you did increase your BMR through increased muscle mass. So I like to go back to maintenance first, assess for about two weeks, see is my weight holding steady, my measurements holding steady, or is the scale going down? Are my measurements dropping just by going back to what my maintenance was? If they're going down, again, I would then enter a smaller calorie deficit. You don't need to pull back as much. If you're holding pretty steady at your maintenance um, and you're not really seeing anything after about two weeks, then I'd say you can enter whatever calorie deficit you plan to enter in at that time, whether that's 5, 10, 15%, 20%, even if you're like trying to get really aggressive. But I really recommend listening to the calorie deficit episode if you want to dive into the deficit after that one. So that is what I recommend doing. Everyone kind of has their own processes for how to come out of a calorie surplus before a calorie deficit. But I really like to look at how has my maintenance changed, if at all, before then reducing calories. So that is the process of a surplus. I hope this was very helpful. I would love, love, love to hear if you learned anything, if you have any additional questions on the calorie surplus, if you just want to chat through my own personal experience in a calorie surplus, maybe it's something that you're interested in, but you're scared as heck about, which I totally understand. I was there. I can tell you it was the best thing that I've done for my body, my metabolism, because again, it's going to increase your BMR and overall body definition. So I love a calorie surplus, happy to chat with you about it. And I hope you loved this episode. If you did send it to a friend, send it to a family member, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review. All right. See you next week, my friend. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you. So shoot me a DM over on Instagram at mind and my macros to keep the combo going. 
If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends you know that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best, share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you next time.